0: Review, The Silencer number six, final issue, written by Victor Bogdanovich, artists Sandra Hope, and Dan Abnett. Summary, The Silencer is an assassin on the run, and a single mother with a secret. None of that changes in this issue. So what does change? Well, let's start with Talia al Ghul facing the consequences of bringing Leviathan after Silencer. That means the Triple Crown Diner is under fire, and now Talia and Silencer must work together to stay alive. Now, just what does Deathstroke want from all this? Well, keep reading and or listening. This is Exit Strategy, Part 3. Let's start with the positives. The opening scene is pure action. Bullet casings weaving a spiral pulled right from James Bond's gun chamber intro. Glass breaking, and at the center of it all is the center of a mother's world. Her child. In this case, her little boy. And how does she keep him safe? Hello, zone of silence. It's a step up from Mother's Little Helper. Rolling Stones fans might appreciate that, and a necessary item for the assassin-for-hire single mother who is always on the go. By placing her boy in the zone, and behind a table, he is unable to hear or see anything around him, and with an action figure in his hands, what else could he care about? Next, Tali and Silencer talk it out when things are tough. The bullets are raining down, and that's the only backdrop these two need to talk it out. Talia blames Silencer for selling her out to Leviathan, to which Talia admits that she let it be known that Silencer was active again. But in her defense, she was only trying to provide healthy motivation, and Talia maintains that she is not responsible for what is happening in the diner at this moment. The Silencer does not budge. She answers that the reason there is currently a power struggle in Leviathan ties back to Talia killing one of its underbosses. Talia argues back that Silencer pulled the trigger, but it is revealed that this was under Talia's order. Phew, keeping up? So, who is at fault for an assault on diners? A cutaway scene shows Deathstroke and the underbossed gun. Gunn is bragging that the removal of Silencer and Talia will cement his standing in Leviathan and his ascendancy. I have to admit, for a guy who looks like a frog, Gunn has a better vocabulary than I might expect from a thug. Deathstroke doesn't care about Gunn's lexicon or his aspirations and makes it clear that he wants order restored. When Gunn offers more jobs for more money, and maybe an offer that shouldn't be refused. Deathstroke is adamant that he wants nothing more to do with the squabble that is beneath him. Money or threats will not change his mind. Talia kills a Leviathan body-mog cyborg with a spoon on page 7 while coaxing Silencer to admit that this is the life she will never leave. Boy, if that's not positive, I don't know what is. Some things just have to be seen. I highly recommend taking a moment to study that image. It's more than a distraction when, unbeknownst to both women, Cradle, of the duo Cradle and Grave, has snuck into the zone of silence and is playing with his new friend, Ben. Uh Uh-oh, it's spoiler time. When they have killed everyone... Talia tells Silencer it's time to come back and work for her. When Silencer refuses, Talia demands her return and then says that Silencer has no other way out. Silencer disagrees. They fight, and Talia threatens to kill the Silencer's son, Ben. The Silencer grabs Talia by the hair and stabs her in the chest. When the Silencer picks up her son, Ben, she hugs him to her chest and calls him Jellybean. It is a small moment of endearment, but one that highlights the sudden change when he is in her arms. Cradle and Grave are just creepy. The way Cradle sneaks into the zone of silence and plants the toy on Ben is sinister and must be a sickening concept for any parent to consider a see. It makes the moment when Ben asks his mother where the other boy is that much more frightening. Time for a few negatives. The silencer leaves Ben alone to go back to gather Talia's body. She is torn between protecting her son and making sure that Talia is dead. Of course, this is a descendant of Al Ghul, Raz Al Ghul. The body is missing, and only the knife remains when the silencer arrives. I appreciate the tension that this creates for the reader, who is worrying about the safety of Ben. I think many people think it is a questionable move by a mother fearing for her child's safety or an assassin who knows her enemy and what it's like to have more than one enemy. The silencer just got bent away from danger. She knows that the odds of Talia's body returning to the Lazarus pit are higher whether she goes back to check or not. So why does she go? Just to see if the body is there does not feel very convincing. But I find it to be a flaw that could be explored in this character's ability to separate her violent assassin past with her maternal needs as a single parent. Verdict. So what's the final decision and opinion? Essentially, Victor Bogdanovich makes part three of a storyline feel like it could be a standalone story in a longer narrative. But the allusions to the previous issues create an engagement with the reader. When he introduces necessary details, they don't read like information dumps. Any new readers will feel like they are in a familiar place with characters like Talia and Deathstroke to frame the DC environment, where a silencer is carving a life for her and Ben. If you have been following the story from the beginning, this is another strong chapter. Where will it end? Unfortunately, this is the final issue of the Silencer. At this point her story will rest in limbo and join a long litany of predecessors. There is a chance that she can play a role on a team or find her title revived through a twist of fate. Until then, she remains a mother on the run, a killer seeking a new life, a character looking for a title. Out of five possible DC Comics badges, I'm going to give this one four. That's four out of five. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to bringing you more comic reviews from DC Comics News. Remember, if you don't have time to read with Storytelling with Seth, you always have the chance to listen. Just a reminder, if you have any tips, questions, thoughts, or suggestions, you can always leave a message by reaching out to my contact deals, details, or you can always just give me an email at SethSingleton at gmail. I'm available on Instagram as Seth the Writer, and on other various media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and others. Please feel free to find me on the one you feel most comfortable And I look forward to talking story with you.